Hey guys, just before we get into it, we would like to acknowledge our podcast partners in Beyond Blue. If you're feeling low, anxious, or need to talk to someone, please contact the people at Beyond Blue. Their phone number is 1300 224 636. You can visit them on the website as well at www.beyondblue.org.au forward slash get support. Enjoy the episode. Thanks, guys. Welcome to the Listics AFL Podcast. I'm your host, John Van Norden, and here with me as always, my good co-host, friend, Sean Lewis. Sean, how are you doing this week, mate? Hey, Johnny. Um, yeah, look, this week's been an interesting week for me. Um, but yeah, no, otherwise, I think uh, by today, we're, we're going pretty well. Um, how about yourself? I'm going well. Um, yeah, for those of you that don't know, Sean's um, dog ate something. I was in uh, was in hospital in dog hospital, the vet for um, from a couple of nights, um, and it, it's all good and on the road to recovery now. But um, it was pretty scary, a couple of days. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was it was. Uh, I mean, probably a good little segue into a mental health minute. The yeah, just it was it was pretty tough. Uh, my wife and I were pretty worried, and and the vets uh, certainly said that there was potential for her not to come home so um yeah we're just very glad to have our our pup back and and so was our other puppy and and um, our little girl so been a bit of a tough week but we've got through it and you kind of just come out a bit stronger at the other side and, and yeah we feel uh, pretty pretty lucky to have uh, to have gotten through it all but um how are you how's your mental health yeah mental health's all right this week um feeling all right about work i, I am sort of I mean, I was talking about powering through to the end of the year um, just last week and about how sort of good I felt about it. And I, I must admit, even in the last week, I've become more tired about 2020 in a, and I'm really looking forward to a bit of an extended break. So, um, but I'm just going to keep putting the head down, keep working hard and, and I'm sure that there's some exciting things on the horizon. There's actually some exciting things on the horizon for us. Um, this is our annual mock draft podcast with the AFL Draft Central crew. So the Draft Central crew are here as well. Um, big welcome to you guys. I'll throw over to you, uh, Peter, Michael and Ed to, to intro yourselves again. Yeah, so uh, I, I'm Peter and obviously uh, it's great to be back here again. Always a bit of fun. We always have a bit of a laugh and uh, see how things go. Love a good live trade. So uh, it's going to be very interesting. I think this draft's going to be the most challenging yet and we're going to have varied opinions. So looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. It's always uh, my favourite time of year, Michael Alvaro, by the way. Um, yeah, just keen to get stuck in. It's going to be really my first full one for the year. So, um, yeah, always great to put it down in the calendar. Yeah, hey, fellas, Ed Pascoe here, and um, this is my second time on it and looking forward to it. Thought, thought we did a great job with it last year, so looking forward to this one this year. Yeah, no, great to hear, guys, and it's always great to have you on. This is... My, this is my favorite podcast for the year. Um, yeah. It's generally generally our listeners love to hear it. And it's the idea of the podcast, for those of you that haven't listened to it before, is that we, we run it like a, like a draft on the night. So not just that everyone gets their picks and you go from there, um, switching, uh, alternating or something of that nature, or not just a ranking, but this is we are assuming the roles of different clubs. So we've all had different nominated clubs um, that we are – acting on behalf of during the draft. Uh, and we use that to select the players, to make live trades, to make bids on other players. We have all of our 2021 assets at um, at our disposal as well. So we can trade future picks. Uh, and you sort of look at the end and see who decided to go into the future and arm themselves there, who took who where. It's, a, it's just an interesting look at how it actually might play out on the night. So we don't profess to know where every club is going to be picking, but we will um, we will have an opinion on why different clubs would be going down different routes. So uh, to give you just a quick oversight, um, the way that we've broken it up is that Ed is looking after GWS and Hawthorne, both who have a fistful of picks, mostly GWS, um, to be honest. Um, I'm looking after Collingwood, St Kilda and Sydney. Certainly interesting um, with both all of Sydney's picks, really. That's the only club that I'm looking forward to. I'm not very happy with Collingwood still, but let's see how if I can get through that. Um, Mike will be looking after Brisbane, Carlton, Essendon, and the Western Bulldogs. So he's got a nice, diverse group of clubs there to look after. 
Peter will be looking at Adelaide, Fremantle, West Coast, and Gold Coast. West Coast, I think, is particularly excited about with pick 62. Oh, yeah. Can't wait. <laughs> can't, can't believe you stole it off me. Oh. I know. I had I had to, I chose at the last minute to flip that one off, Sean, and yeah. um, hand it over to Peter. I just thought, oh. look, Peter Peter has Adelaide, so he's got pick one. Um, if, we, if we're keen enough, we might get through to pick 62 and finish there. So I'd like to finish on Peter as well. Sean has the luxury of having Geelong, Melbourne, North Melbourne, Port Adelaide, and Richmond. So the most clubs, but um, a, a relatively even spread of picks across those clubs. So that's how we're going to be running the night. Um, the draft order is set and uh, the clock is ticking. Uh, and with that, I'll put Adelaide and Peter on the clock for the first pick of the 2020 AFL draft. Yeah. Uh, so I know I know. either way I'm a winner, every, either way I'm a loser with this pick because I know how uh, difficult it was. And I've been going through the math and what, what they need. And obviously they do need a key position forward. They need midfielders. They need everything. Uh, with pick one, I think I'm going for something that not everyone might agree with, but I'm going to go with Elijah Hollands from Murray Bush Rangers, big country. Uh, mainly because I think, honestly, he's the best player in the draft uh, outside, like, that's accessible, obviously. Um, and I just feel there is value you can make up in those other areas that they could get. Um, but I just think that, yeah, he's the best player in the draft and got X Factor. He's exactly what they need. Um, have a bit of faith in uh, some of the tools they've got at the moment, but I think Elijah Hollands is, is the, the best player that they can get access to. Nice. I like it. Um, just quickly with that, any reason why you skipped a bit on Jamara? Uh, yeah, and I, I think I've discussed this a few times with Michael. So the reason I don't, if I'm Adelaide, the you know, it sucks when you finish on the bottom of the ladder. Um, the one thing that I like with the marketing aspect, like if you're you're the bottom team, is that you get the number one pick. And I feel from pick two onwards, it's fair game. Um, and pick one, you could well uh, put in a bid. You know the Bulldogs are going to match. So if I'm Adelaide, I want to promote the kid that I take at pick one and say this is the best kid in the draft. I don't want to say this would be the best kid, but, you know, we, we would have gone with them, but we couldn't get them. I'd rather just say, you know what, we think you're the best kid in the draft, so we're going to pick you. It's just to pick one thing more than anything. If I'd pick two, I'd definitely be bidding on uh, Jamara. Nice. Well, that's, that's a, that's a good curveball <laughs> curve well, for the first pick. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to, as North Melbourne, at, uh, pick two. I'm bidding on Jamara. Ugal Hagen, um, who is tied to the Western Bulldogs. So uh, who's got the Western Bulldogs? That is me. You're going to match? Let me think about that. (laughs) (laughs) He won't be allowed in Footscray if he doesn't. No, of course I'll match. Um, One thing I was going to propose, though, Sean, and you did get in before me. Um, I'm not sure how the the rules work on the podcast here. I was going to propose a trade. So, will you allow me to do that, or are you going to stick with what you've got there? I think um, I think the AFL rules actually do allow you to trade, even after a bid has been made on the player. So, because the you get a five minute period in which you decide to match, and in that period, trades are still live. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. in yeah. this podcast, yes, we'll allow you to okay. discuss. So, the trade. shoot, go. Let's let's so, hear the trade. Well, I was actually going to trade as Essendon. So. Yeah, or, I don't know if that's is still this, is this allowed? Possibly. Let's let's, let's see what let, let's see what happens. What's the Essendon trade? Okay, so I propose to you um, to give you picks eight and nine for pick two and thirty. Okay, so that's uh, three thousand points for um, for three thousand one hundred. Oh, nah. Now, would you be able to give me a counter offer then of, of what would be a bit more suitable? Um, because I do obviously have, um, I guess, the pick six down to seven as well. I've given you, I've offered the two later ones in the top ten. Yeah. Um, look, to be honest, I probably wouldn't accept a trade if I was north right now, to be honest. they Because with Essendon's pick is on that cusp of... Um, of that top tier to me. So ideally I'd be looking for, if I'm going to trade out of pick two for North, I, I still want to be inside of 
the top five picks outside of Jamara, um, just because I want one of Logan, um, Riley Tillthorpe or Denver Granger Barras is who I'd be looking for, and I doubt any of them are, are going to slip as far to Essendon. So mm-hmm. I'm probably going to say there isn't a trade that Essendon could do. All right, no fair shout, but thank you anyway. No problems. <laughs> good, good, honest consideration there. Um, and we've obviously um, received the bid. I think at the time of the bid, Western Bulldogs held pick 26. I, I've already adjusted the order on the side, so they should be one higher than what we've got them on the spreadsheet. Um, 26, 34, 42, and four, uh, 41 and 42. Um, how does that go for matching yep so that will match uh that will cover the dvi required so that total of picks is 2078 points um and the western bulldogs need 2014 picks to cover so um their last pick which will be pick 42 um that will slide back into the 60s i'll just confirm which one that's going to go to Okay, so the, all, all of those four picks from the Western Bulldogs are eaten up in that bid. Um, and, Sean, you are still on the clock uh, for North Melbourne now. Yep, and with that, I'm going to take uh, Logan McDonald. So the um, big centre, or not big, 193-centimetre centre-half forward um, out of WA. Um, I just think in terms of uh, what... Um, what I want to build at North Melbourne is a, is a really strong spine. So they've got some young, tall players in in Ben McKay, Tristan Jerry, and and Nick Larky going forward. Um, now we want to start complementing them and really strengthen up that spine. Picking a nice, good key centre half forward like Logan McDonald, who leads up the ground, strong pair of hands, kicks goals, reasonably solid mechanics there. I, I think it's going to complement North Melbourne really well. Um, and really set them up to, to rebound for the future. I like it, mate. Um, I mean, you've really left me in... Uh, this is actually probably, I think, one of the worst positions that Sydney at pick four could be in. Not because they don't want to be in this position, but because they genuinely have a decision to make. Um, I, I would think that they probably need somebody like um, Denver Granger Brass, given their lack of key defenders. Uh, it's a really, it's a big area of the ground for them that's been exposed, um, and it's even got weaker over this period. But the fact that Tilthorpe is still on the table at this selection is mighty uh, enticing as well. They don't exactly, they're not exactly flush for key forwards. He can ruck, and they don't have many rucks um, coming through. Uh, um, let's lock in Denver Granger Brass pick four to the Swans. Done. What do you like about him? I he can defend. <laughs> um, put it put it plain and simple. I mean, I, I I like intercepting defenders in general. Um, but one of the things that I don't always rate at underage football is the quality of ball that the player is having to intercept. I think that um, you watch someone, even you go back 12 months um, and you watch Fisher Mackesy, who's I really like, but he had the ball bombed on his head uncontested a lot um, and was just rebounding more because of poor play than anything else. Whereas Granger Barras is able to take a key opponent and and also sit and fall back in the hole. Um, he did a couple of really great key spoils um, in some of the games that I watched in the Waffle, played a bit of senior footy. And um, his fourth quarter versus Logan McDonald, he, he, I think he really towered him in that fourth quarter of that game. It was a pretty key game for him as well. And it was one of the few times that we got to saw key under-18s players line up against one another. And look, I think he's going to... He's got a... He just feels like a Sydney player as well. He's pretty honest and reliable. Um, so, yeah, he sort of suits the pick. Nice. So now on the clock uh, with pick five is Hawthorne, Ed. Um, I think uh, Peter might have thrown a spanner in your works, but um, what are you thinking? Well, uh, I wouldn't want John to go anywhere because uh, Hawthorne would like to bid on Braden Campbell. 
Yeah, Oof. thanks, Hawthorne. That's a that's a dog move. Um, <laughs> well, it's not. I mean, he's a very good player. Um, and look, we get access to a lot of really good players. Um, can somebody please do the math for me? Uh, I don't think there's any chance that we're not going to just match the bid, but um, I'd like to see um, how angry I need to be at Ed. <laughs> yep. Um, just working out. So it's 1,500 points that you have to match, I believe, 1,502. Um, and currently, sorry, give me one sec. So Sydney, if they use their next So three. Sydney got, yeah. So Sydney got 33, 36, and 40. Yep. Where does that get us to? That gets us to uh, 1494. Uh, um, so you throw in 45 or, yeah. Yep, 45. Yeah, 45 as well. So that'll, and that'll slide. Yeah, so 1856 there. So cool. Yep, we match. Um, Sydney will match and move up. Um, it's not. It's not where we wanted the bid to come. I'm honest about that. Um, but I think, given the position that we've traded ourselves into, that we uh, we've effectively exited the draft after that pick three. We're sort of inviting an early bid, if anything. So. Um, I, I always think that's interesting. It's the same with, I mean, not that it would happen with the Western Bulldogs, but there's a lot of clubs that will remain in the first rounds, even if they've got to play at a match. I think that Collingwood is a good example of that with 16 and 18, even though there's a bid swarming around that sort of area. So, yeah, with Sydney, though, it's sort of inviting that early bid. So we'll, we'll, just, we'll just take it. Yep. So basically, Sydney's... Uh, pick 45 just slips to pick 40. Uh, well, after it disappears, it'll go to pick 46. Okay. So. Yeah. So it'll sort of reappear probably just behind Hawthorne's selection. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Cool. Thank you, Ed, for that. Right. <laughs> Hope it was worth no it problem. for you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, now oh. he's probably going to bug him out. <laughs> Well, well, I am a, am a bit annoyed that I couldn't get Campbell. I really rate him. But um, it leaves me with a bit of a conundrum between two players. Now, Hawthorne and Clarkson are pretty, you know, they, they, they want players that are ready now. I mean, that's been something that Clarkson, about raising the draft age, he wants players that can come in and go straight away. And both Riley Philthorpe and Will Phillips are both ready to go. They will, they will play round one next year, no problem. And it all comes down to what do they need more quality of. So I think they still need a bit more midfield depth. They still need a few more developing tools. But uh, I'm going to give the edge to Riley Thilthorpe for this pick. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's the right call. Yeah. Okay. It's, the right, it's the right call. It's the right call for Hawthorne's pick. I mean, Hawthorne, as much as they want to be able to start selecting players further now that can play football as well, Tilthorpe obviously also fills a need, the fact that they don't have many good developing keys and good developing Ruckman. So he sort of fills multiple holes with that pick. And yeah, he's, I mean, he's one of my favourites in the draft. So I think that's a steal for Hawthorne. Yeah. Peter, Gold Coast. Mate, oh. did you think he was going to get to you? No, no, no. The the, the trade I was hoping, I, I knew he was, that's what I said before the show, he was going to bugger me up. Because for me, Gold Coast, um, obviously the, the the pick who they'd pick is pretty obvious at the moment. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they started shopping it a bit around. But what I was thinking was from a beneficial side of thing was Adelaide could use some of their picks next year to give to Gold Coast because Gold Coast don't have the list spots this year, get that pick for Gold Coast, and if uh, Tilthorpe had been on the board, they could have got Hollands yeah. and Tilthorpe. That was my cake and eat it scenario, and when I said that I reckon Ed was going to bugger me up, that's what I meant, because that was the thinking behind, if I could grab Hollands and then grab Tilthorpe, then I've got best of both worlds, um, but I had a feeling Ed was going to do that, so I was kind of hoping he wouldn't. Um, but I, I'm happy to actually put it out there um, that if someone wants to make potentially an offer. Um, Gold Coast probably only have the, what, one max two list spots. Um, we probably should have worked out who I was pre-listing, though, prior. 
shouldn't we? Well, I think it, it's already <laughs> has it already been done, so it's it's going to be uh, Davies Alex, and Jeffrey. Yeah, Alex Davies, yeah. Jeffrey, right. and Brody Lake as well. Well, see, that's they, the thing. Yeah, they didn't no, they've, they've got no. um, yeah Davies and Jeffrey will be on their senior list, um, whereas Buderick last year was on their rookie. So there's a change there. Mm. Um, the other one I assume will be Reese Nichols. Yeah, that's that's who I heard as well. So. Mm. It either feels like they're not going to make a, make a bid on Lake or that they're trying to wait for Lake to slide through knowing that they're going to make a selection at seven. Yeah. So that's the thing. Um, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I think he's in the in the top five. So I think realistically, if no one's got a decent offer for me, um, then I reckon I'll just pick and it's going to be fairly straightforward. Uh, to join his old... Oakley teammates at uh, Gold Coast. I'm going to go Will Phillips. I like how you got on top of that. There's a few Oakley ones in that first round, you know. Yeah. <laughs> could, have, could have gone for a few of them. But, yeah, now Will Phillips, obviously, you know, ball winner, slot straight in. Um, just imagine that midfield in, well, sooner rather than later. But, yeah, he's the obvious pick for Gold Coast. And, um, yeah, ready-made, as, as Ed alluded to before. So he can slot straight in. Um, so that's, yeah, easy. Good, good position it's a bad, but it's a good position for Gold Coast because you're just in that bracket, as we know, that top five. Um, so it, it was a good position. You kind of do get who's left over, but you're still getting an, an incredibly quality player. So, Yeah. I mean, it, it, to be honest, I was actually talking about it before this season started and we had all the issues with the season being cancelled and Gold Coast sort of overperformed what a few people thought they would. Um I actually had that Gold Coast, even at pick one, might be considering Will Phillips just due to the types of player that they're trying to bring into the into that side. Um, so I think they'd be wrapped. I think they'd be mm. wrapped to just have another dedicated ball hunter. Um, and, and as you said, he's already got a bit of um, a couple of mates up there or people that he's played footy with. Um, I, I think it's probably too big a stretch to say that everyone that plays football with one another are mates. Um, but yeah, it's definitely. A, I, I think even a good fit for Gold Coast, and it. It's going to kick off um, what is a, uh, a triple, the, the Essendon triple at 8, 9, and 10. Oof. Yeah, well, um, strap yourselves in, gentlemen. <laughs> well, before, before you before you go on, oh. is there uh, Essendon, would Essendon mm-hmm. like a trade offer from Melbourne? What have you got for me? Oh, I'll just make it simple. Uh, 20 and 21 for, for the next pick. Nah. No, nah. no. Nah. Uh, look, I'm happy with the look. hand Essendon has. I think they're going to be better served um, at the top end here with what they're looking at. Um, yeah, I just don't think they're going to get the same value a bit later on. We'll what if I? We'll see when you get to pick ten. Yeah. Oh well. I mean, if you're going to offer it for pick ten, you've already sold yourself out of a hand there because he's not going to accept it now for the higher ones. Oh, he's, I was going to. He's already said no, so <laughs> yeah. I, I was gonna throw up the uh, Adelaide's two picks in the twenties for for ten potentially, but um, yeah, the twenty three, twenty four. But obviously, if you're offering your two Melbourne picks, that mm. trumps me. So yeah, I'll just have to see who he's gonna pick. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, look, I'll I won't um, leave you in suspense. I think it's the next <laughs> best player on the board, and Essendon fans may cringe. Um, because they've got a few similar types. But um, this kid, I think, I saw a comparison to Trent Cochin with his ground-level work, and I think it's perfect and, and something that Essendon needs as well. I know they've got, you know, those 180 sort of mids. Um, he's a little bit taller, but, yeah, it's Tanner Brune has, has mm. been highlighted. Um, we're going to go with him. Um, a, a good ball winner. He might not be the big body that they're after, um, and that may be uh, an area that, I still look at with these couple of picks left, but um, yeah, he's he's going to be the one to for me to go first off. Nice, and I, like I hope that. Ed isn't too upset about it. Ed's gone silent. Uh oh, sorry, that kind of broke up for me on my end. Sorry, I didn't hear that. Oh. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I just hope you're not too upset that I've chosen Brune as an Essendon supporter. Oh, absolutely not. He's a very quality midfielder and. Even though he's not quite that size, he's got a lot of class. I wouldn't say there's many other midfielders that have his uh, his ball use. Yeah, no, I yeah. tend to agree. I like him. Uh, one of my favourite players, even though he hasn't had much uh, exposure. Yeah. All right. 
So I will go on then with um, pick nine. Um, and I would have really liked Phil Thorpe to slide um, in this draft. I, I reckon that key forward ruck is, even though they've got Peter Wright, um, you know, guys like Nick Bryan who are long-term development options, would have liked that sort of key forward ruck for Essendon. But I'm going to go down the other end uh, and choose a 200-centimetre prototype who can kick the ball as well as the midfielder. I know he's one of Pete's favourites. It's going to be Zach Reed, uh, a key defender from the Gibson Oh, jeez. You, you're taking all my favourites. Taking Brune, now you're taking Reed. Oh. I'm not used to picking the country kids, um, oh. being, being from Preston Way. So um, this is a good change. <laughs> I, I've been able to see them from their 16s year. Um, and, yeah, I was obviously super impressed with Brune um, at that carnival and, and all the way through. And, and Zach Reed's been phenomenal in a really good Gippsland team in the NAB League as well. So easy choice for me. I think he's definitely top 10 worthy. Mm-hmm. Nice. Right. We get the last top ten worthy pick right here, mm-hmm. and, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna put the two picks on the table um, for uh, what late picks has Essendon got to come back? Uh, 44, 77, 85, 87. Um, so if Melbourne Melbourne offers. 20 and 21 and then say because at the moment your 44 has jumped up to 39 so I'll Melbourne's currently on our board has pick 44 so if I offer those three for 39 and pick 10 well I'll put it on pause because I want to make the pick and then come back to it which which you will understand once I once I say who I'm looking for Oh, no uh, you're going to do what I was going to do next so pick. What I'm going to do, Sean, is I'm going to bid on Lachlan Jones. That was going to be my bid anyway. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you can trust me with it. That's what I'm going to do first. And I think I'm Port Adelaide. So, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah absolutely. Uh, I'm going to match that. Um, I'll definitely match that. So Sweet. All right. Um, it's a great pick for Port Adelaide. I mean, um, you know, nice to have a an NGA uh, kid come through, um, especially one that's this good. Um, obviously, probably plays, uh, what, a third or fourth kind of um, defender. He's, he's a bit of like a, a mid-size, or what we call on the podcast, the, the general kind of defender. Um, really good uh, vision, great intercepting, um, reads it very well, um, accelerates away from the half-back line well, um, and, yeah, he's... He's quite the handy player, um, and I really think that for, for Port moving forward, um, it just continues to strengthen their back line um, further. Um, and, he, and he's probably, to be honest, he, I would expect him to, to really push Bonner well out of the, the best 22. So, Yeah, no, I like Lockie Jones. I, I'm not sure he would have um, suited Essendon 100%, but obviously in a really easy bid to match for Port Adelaide. He's going to be a quality player. Uh, heaps of senior footy under his belt this year. Even took mark of the year in the sample. So there's a bit about him, and um, yeah, he's going to be a sort of cult hero like player. I feel for Port Adelaide fans to enjoy. Tell you what, yep. with that kind of um, with that kind of attitude, Kinnear Beatson would not be happy um, that that you have put in what he would call a dummy bid. <laughs> um, effectively, he, he should get the chance to either match that or have the next election according <laughs> to. According to Kinnear, so yeah, yeah, I don't know about that. Kinnear, Not sure how yeah, everybody no. felt about that one. No, no, yeah, exactly. Um, mm. So I think that it's it's matched comfortably by Port Adelaide's next three selections, which total um, eleven eighty three points um, at the time of the bid, uh, and it requires eleven uh, sixteen. Uh, so there'll be a pick to come in at the back, Sean, if you can work that one out. But we can move on to Essendon's pick eleven now. Yeah. Well, I know Sean's doing a bit of maths right right now. Um, if you want to come back at me with that offer, and if you can tell me what the points match up like, that would be great. Yeah. So Melbourne's now out to twenty one and twenty two. So that's uh, seventeen twenty three points. Pick eleven is worth uh, thirteen twenty nine. And let's have a look at. Um, Essendon's pick 40 
so it's seventeen fifty eight. So it's roughly even. Mm. So if, uh, I, I'll drop them, I'll drop my uh, third round out of that that scenario, just because that pick slid one further back. Yeah. Well, I think that port, that pick forty four is going to be, or whatever it is now, it's slid up a little bit, but it it might be um, important for later trading for the bombers for their NGA picks. So. I'm keen to hold on to that, um, and I think there's one more player in mind that I have for the Bombers at this top end that would serve them beautifully, so yes. I'm, I might have to hold off with it. I think you're going to pick the player I wanted, so mm. shoot. All right. Um, well, I'm going with Mr. Archie Perkins of the Sandringham Dragons. Good call. That's yeah. what I wanted. And fair enough because he's a fantastic player with plenty of upside. Um, I know that Tanner Bruins, um, that sort of midfield ball winner that I've already picked um, with pick eight, but Archie Perkins is, um, he adds a different dimension there and he's got the potential to sort of develop as a a half forward or even a wingman early on in his career. He's got all the athleticism to make an impact. And I mean, down the line, he could be that Nat Five type with his aerial marking and and ability to hit the scoreboard. So I'm really happy with that one. And I know that Ed would be as well and, and all of his fellow Essendon fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so I guess I'm up next with yep, pick 12. Adelaide pick 12. Now, pick 12, Adelaide really trying to beef up their midfield, you know, big-bodied midfielder, good speed, hey, uh, someone hey, who hey, might hey, be there. Hey, 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 hey. So hey. I might, you know, to tug on my heartstrings, as I know how sympathised I am, I would like to propose a deal to, wait for it, Collingwood. Oh, um, so... I'm going to offer you pick 12 and 26 for 17 and 19. Done. Yeah, because yep. you know what I'm going <laughs> to... I like of that course. little subtle threat there. Well, that was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I would do the exact same thing. Yeah. Um, and this, this is something that we talk about um, quite a lot on the podcast is that you should be doing this if you're other clubs. Yeah. Like, I mean, we've got live trading. You've got a phone. You can literally call and say, hey, this is going to happen unless... Yeah. Um. And that, and that's what's happened here. So, um, I really rate it. Um. I think that it's exactly what clubs should be doing. Um. And yeah, let's make that trade happen. Yeah. Um, Twelve, so... twenty six, seventeen, nineteen. Yeah. It, it works out pretty similar. Like I'm actually probably giving up a few more points. I think it's equivalent to seventy two from, um, my end extra. It's, so basically it's negligible. A, yeah. It is, it, it is, but I mean, it's a great trade for mm. Adelaide given the players that are on the market. Um, yeah. there's, there's a group there of about seven to eight players yeah. who I really rate for those next selections. Yeah. But Collingwood obviously going to lose one of those picks anyway um, mm. and, and actually get to improve their hands uh, while keeping enough points to match any bids. Um, yeah. What was Works what, really well. What was the uh, 26, was it? 26, my second one there. Um, and then, yeah, I get the 17-19, yeah. Perfect. Mm. So with that, John, you're on the clock, mate. Pick 12, who are you going? I will bid on Reeve McInnes. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, with no take-backs. Yeah. <laughs> Oh shit! Um, no, I I've been arming arming and ahhing about this player in particular, and look, I think that I think that I'm going to go a little bit off script here and pick a player that I think will add value to the club longer term um, as a midfielder and pick Finlay McRae. Talk. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit early for what I think that he actually might go on the night. But in terms of the balance um, that the Pies midfield is establishing, um, being able to continuously bring people through that outside midfield role um, is really important because we keep being able to turn people like your Dacosses into effective outside than inside midfielders. Um, and I think Finlay McRae is going to have more upside than. Um, than he was slated for. I think that this year is going to be a really big year for him to sort of demonstrate a level of consistency like his older brother. Um, and I think that the Pies would like him in this pick. I like it. So, so Ed, GWS on the board. All right. So no. I've got a bit of a strategy with a lot of these picks, mm. but I don't want to say what that strategy is until I've made the last pick in my first round. <laughs> but the player that I but yeah, so but the player I'm taking 
will be Nathan O'Driscoll. Oh, so Nathan O'Driscoll as a 187 centimetre uh, midfielder can play a lot of range of roles. I see him as the absolute best defensive player in this draft. There is no other player that is willing to run harder the other way, willing to put his body on the line, going back with the flight, willing to to do a man-up job if needed. And I think he's exactly the type of player that GWS could be after. Yeah, I, I, I really like this for, for GWS. I think it's it's um, yeah, it's just a good selection. O'Driscoll's probably one of my favourites, but I have a I have a definite penchant for for taller midfielders. Um, yeah, you're not alone. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a good penchant to have. I feel, um, but yeah, no, he's an excellent selection. I think he'll really slot in well at GWS. So, um, and I think I'm up next with North Melbourne, mm. and I pretty much laid out what my plans were before. Where I said, hey, just out of interest, I wouldn't mind offering up something if you're interested. I might be. Depends whether you're a gambling interest from Fremantle, right? Yep. What if I offered you pick fifteen? Um, and what's the next one? And give you an upgrade in the next one, 34 for your 14 and what do you got next? 37. Is that the last one you got here? So it gives you the upgrade down the track and it's only one pick difference. So it means that if I don't pick the player you're after now, you know, worse off. Well, I actually really like that. And considering Mm. I have two players, um, yeah, Mm. let's do it. Okay. Because I don't want to take any chances because, yep, sounds good. All right. So, Peter, you're on the clock with uh, Fremantle taking pick 14 um, from me and I'll have pick 15. Yep. And that's all yours. Okay. So, uh, basically, I'm actually a little surprised he's still on the board, especially with Michael stealing all my players. So, I might take one of his. Um, I'm going to go Nick Cox for pick 14 Fremantle. They need a bit of key position height. Um, I considered actually trading up to pick five with Fremantle if Tilthorpe was on the board there, which is where it was a bit of a uh, tough one, given Adelaide and, and Frio both needed to trade up. But Nick Cox, look, he, he's probably the centre-half back, but he can play centre-half forward if they need. Just really rangy type that can develop. And, uh, yeah, uh, seeing that he was on the board, I didn't want to take my chances in case he went off because I do like uh, – there's another player there that I really like, which could be the one you're looking for as well. Um but I just feel like he's the one that most clubs would see as that little bit better than the others. So I thought I'll take my chance and, and secure Cox there. Yep. Um, well, I was debating between him and the player I'm going to select. So it was uh, it's a good selection for you. You made my selection nice and easy and I got a nice <laughs> little upgrade at the back there. To be, to be honest, I actually I, I rate the player I'm going to select higher than I rate Nick Cox. So um, with that, I'm going to take uh, Heath Chapman, um, who's another... Uh, I guess he's he's a smaller key position defender, but he is a he's uh, of a key position defender size, mm. more playing that third uh, third tall um, kind of second tall type role, probably uh, a bit like a, a Jake Lever can kind of go between that second and third position, um, but he certainly is better in that third tall position, um, coming across and intercepting um, a, a bit like. Lockie Jones, um, he reads the game very well. Um, he gets into good positions. He's got a lovely kick on him, um, and and he's in with the interchange rotations coming down. And this is probably a benefit of him and Cox, is that they've both they've both got reasonably good um, endurance. Um, and I really think that 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 endurance with as they start to reduce these interchange um, cap, uh, bring down the interchange cap, that these sorts of guys are going to become really really important. So. Um, I really rate Heath Chapman and I rate him higher than Nick Cox. So he was probably who I was going to take, but um, I'll happily take my upgrade and run. And to be fair, if you'd taken Cox, I would have taken Chapman. The only difference that I wanted to uh, make certain there was I feel like Fremantle have some really good key defenders and they've just got to get that extra support, obviously Jesse Hogan leaving and whatnot, just that extra maybe the potential to play forward. And obviously Chapman's that great halfback. I feel like Cox has that greater potential to play forward if need be. And that was, I just thought I'll shore it up, get the pick, uh, and works out in the end. So not too bad. Yep, good choice. And with that, we're over to Ed with GWS having another uh, pick here. Yeah, so Chapman was definitely the player I was looking for with this pick. So it's a bit of a shame to see him off the board. But I'll happily take Oliver Henry as a very versatile type. 
He's played most of his time as a half forward, but I actually liken him uh, to a James Sicily down back, and that's where I'd be trying to play him long term. He just plays with a lot of confidence and a lot of skill, and I just think those types of traits will allow him to be a really good damaging rebound defender as that uh, as that backup to. Uh, they've lost uh, Williams, they've lost uh, Heath Shaw, and I think he'll slot in there long term really nicely. Good selection. Another, it's it's interesting watching GWS select with Ed. It's um, you're very much making the moves I would be making for them. I think GWS is well stocked in keys and and all that, and they just need to keep high quality um, kids coming through. Yeah. All right. So I'm up with 17, which is uh, pretty good. Um, I, I I know what I would do if I was in this scenario, but I'm sure that the deal we previously did would have come with a handshake agreement of don't bid on this player again. So I won't. I won't be mean to John with that yeah. scenario because in in real um you know realistic terms, that's who I would have as the next next best. Um, however, I will go with someone who is just about the similar type because I genuinely think that's that's what they're going to look for. So I'm going to go with Caleb Poulter with this selection. Talk us through it. Uh, well, they definitely need the bigger body, um, and I, I like the upside of him. There's a few others there that are you know similar types that I feel like they uh, could pluck out there, but I just feel like uh, Poulter has that upside. Uh, you could create him a bit more. He's got that. He, he's more similar to McInnes in terms of his size and, and whatnot, even though he probably plays that bit more outside at the moment, wing and uh, forward but he's got that bigger body, which I think they really need. Um, so I've sort of gone with him at the moment. Um, also partially because I don't trust Ed. Um, so I'm going with that. I do think I know where Ed's going to go with the next pick probably. Um, so I might miss out on the other person that I'm after, but we'll see. May I ask, Pete, just before we make the next pick, you've mm. got Hollands as well with pick one. Obviously the things didn't work out for you like mm. you would have wanted in the top ten. Do you think they're a little similar in their, I guess, shape and style, the fact that they can play forward inside and out, or are you happy with um, just sort of stocking up in that kind of area? I, I think they need like anyone who can hit the scoreboard, anyone who can rotate through the midfield. Um, ideally, I mean, in this scenario, I, I would have liked a tall. Um, didn't really occur. There's still some tools later on in the board, uh, which would be good. I'm not overly keen to reach uh, for one at this stage, but um, in terms of that, I think they can play different roles. I definitely see uh, Hollands as having that little bit more X factor um, and Poulter obviously having that um, almost... I'd almost play Hollands once he obviously recovered more so in the midfield and use that exciting talent uh, and then play Poulter forward because of his ability to hit the scoreboard. But also Poulter playing outside, Hollands playing inside, or that's where I think they'll start playing. So I, I think just adding that extra bit of upside and excitement, they're both exciting players. So I think Adelaide fans should be pretty happy with them. Yeah, I don't think you, I don't think for Adelaide they can have too much of a of a good thing with this style of player. Mm. Um and and you know with with Sloan and um some of these guys getting on in age. Um it's that new generation. So I really like mm. it as a selection. I, I had look I'll be honest, I had Caleb Poulter targeted for Melbourne at their next pick. All right, Ed, you're up. GWS again. Yeah, this is a very tough one for me at the moment with some of the players available, but I'm going to go with uh, Xavier Ma from the Murray Bush Rangers. Ooh. The uh, medium midfielder with a lot of burst of uh, speed uh, hmm. can play inside and outside. Uh, was set to play some really good midfield time last year. He was behind a few others last year and had a few uh, injury issues leading up to the year, but he looked set to explode this year and could have been a real bolter. And you've and you've really taken him as a bit of a bolter here as well. Mm. Yeah. All right. So throwing a spanner for you, Peter. Uh, no, no, I wasn't thinking that. It's more I was I was tossing up between two that I thought Ed was going to take, and it didn't. Like I know how much he, he loves Ma, so that isn't a surprise for me. Um, but I thought it might have been a bit later on. But yeah, no, I'm I'm not shocked by that pick. But it wasn't what I expected there. So now I'm going to have a think. Um, uh, okay, let me. 
I reckon I will look. I reckon this is probably the obvious pick for for Adelaide in terms of their midfield. Um, I'm going to go with Tom Powell. I think that adds that extra um, group in there because I know they're keen to get a, a new midfield. So I'll go with Tom Powell from from Sturt. And, and Richmond is not happy with you. Good. You won a premiership. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we won the wooden spoon, too bad. <laughs> no, good selection. I think uh, I think Tom Powell just is a natural footballer, and, that, and that's what I really like about him. Um, and I think um, given given the changes to the rules, and uh, you know, I think John we spoke about on the podcast that you know there's been the shift in the rules means that you know it'll probably mean that uh, more endurance athletes are taken, and we've probably seen a bit of that up higher. Um, the thing that I don't think you can replace is football like you and Tom Powell just has that in spades. So great selection and, and would have fitted very nicely in for Richmond. So, um, wow, Richmond, what are we doing? Um, so I'm going to make a bid here. Um, it's time that Reef McInnes came off the yeah. board. Um, so John, Reef McInnes. You there, John? <laughs> He's passed out. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I, I um, I was, I was still in shock. I um, I thought that I was going to get away with it. I thought he was going to sneak past my next pick, but um, obviously, oh no, people no, no, were awake than I thought they would. Oh, um, I had pick twenty-five. Adelaide, yeah, but you, Adelaide, were being very kind. <laughs> I know. Um, I would have so, bid earlier, but yeah. Hmm. Um, give me two seconds before just matching. I'm just sort of cons. Weighing up my options. How, how many points do I owe? Uh, so this? 715 for Reef McInnes. 715. Um, I would just quickly... Which is pretty, like to, pretty much your next pick would cover it. Yeah. I would still like to propose a trade though because I feel like there's some extra value on the board here. Um, so just before I make this match, I would like to make an offer to Hawthorne. Um, and I'd like to offer my pick 26 uh, for your picks 42 and 43 and your future third round selection with my future fourth round selection coming back. Oh, that's that's a tough trade. Mm. I'm not sure how, if I'll need a few of those 40s picks for a kind of downy bid, so... Uh, I think it'd be a bit tough to move any of those picks, so I'm going to have to say no. Okay, it's a very enticing offer. Um, but I will, uh, in that case, I'm sure on the night, if, if I was if I was enthusiastic enough, I would continue to shop and, and ultimately find <laughs> enough points for a future upgrade as well. Uh, but in this case, I'll just accept uh, and match the bid. Good move. Good move. I mean, he's a good kid. I mean, I, I rate I rate Ruth McInnes quite highly. Um, just from, more from a uh, more from a traits perspective, um, I think that he's somebody that could have gone really high. If I mean, you say that with everyone, but he's got the traits that if a, a good year for him is a great year, um, would have seen him sort of in the sort of mix for a pick between five and ten, uh, maybe even higher. Um, and, and a poor year would have seen him slide probably to this mark or a little bit further. But I, I think that, yeah, it's, it's just a good pick. Colin would get lucky here um, with a with a good, strong kid who's going to come in and be a big-bodied midfielder for us. Yeah, yeah, and it's a really good NGA um, pick for you guys as well. Um, just goes to give you more depth going into the future. So, um, very – would have loved him at Richmond though. So, um a bit disappointed, and now I'm stuck because the other three guys I had for this pick are now no longer on the board. So, um, with that, um, what am I going to do? Um, so, both midfielders I'm looking at, um, and it's a real tough one. I guess, lucky, this is a fake draft, Sean, so it's not going to matter too much. Yes, but... but <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I mean, the, the thing is, I've got the next three picks with two different clubs, and if I was really nice to myself, I'd make this easy, but I, I don't want to. I just want to try and pick properly. So Yeah, you, 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 would, you would pick the wrong player now <laughs> so that Melbourne get the player that they're looking for. Yeah. Um, look, I'm actually going to go uh, with Jack Carroll. Is, uh, is the selection. So Richmond, I think, just continue just to pick the best available uh, midfielder. Um, there's there's a midfielder here that I, I like. Um, potentially here they may look at a key position forward, although um, there is one here potentially that they could look at. Um, but I think given the way Richmond's drafted the last three or four years, it's just been best available to fill um, a good good space in their list to, to help turn over. So Jack Carroll, um, inside-outside midfielder, I'm looking at him to be, I guess, um, Trent Cotchin's longer-term replacement. They've got Riley Collier-Dawkins down there. Um, uh, they picked up last year, who was that? Uh, wasn't a Berry, it was... Thompson Dow. Dow, that's it, Thompson Dow. So, um, yeah, like it's just continuing to build that midfield for the future. Um, lovely disposer, very clean hands, and, and he's quite athletic. So um, I really like him for, for the Tigers here. The other one I was considering was Zane True, which is a bit more of an inside midfielder, looking more at replacing Pest, uh, Prestia long-term. Um, I just think I rate Jack Carroll at this position a little bit more than True. So um, very happy to get him, and welcome to the Tigers. Um, all right, now next up for Melbourne. It's going to rule Jack Carroll out for Melbourne. <laughs> um, all right. So with Melbourne, um, I'm not sure. I don't really want to risk missing out on this guy. I think I could wait till later. But knowing the crew that's on this podcast, I'm going to go early. Um, and I'm going to take Kane Baldwin, um, who's a 193-centimetre key position forward. Um He's a centre-half forward, basically attacks the ball really well, um, great set of hands. Um, he's, he's just had a few years of, um, of injury, so it's really kind of uh, affected his, his draft ranking coming off uh, a full ACL and then a partial tear. Um, I just think with Melbourne, obviously we've gone and got Ben Brown, but Brown's only going to be there for probably the, the four-year contract. Um, you know, maybe you can keep going, but along with Sam Wiedemann building up that that next, um, you know, as as uh, Luke Jackson moves into the ruck, we want to build up that next key position forward coming through as well. So I think Kane Baldwin's the right pick here. Um, and then with my next pick, Melbourne obviously have a deficiency on the wing. Um, so I'm going to go with a guy I really like, um, Who's also, you know, a very good decision maker, um, and that, and that's Braden Cook. Um, I just think that for for Melbourne, we need to be picking um, more outside type players. Um, what I like about Cook is he's kind, he's he's kind of that size, a bit like Bailey Fritch, um, but probably a lot more athletic. Um, he's that 189, 190 centimetre, can float forward, plays on the wing, great overhead, um, and and has a has a reasonably good endurance there. So. Um, I reckon he will fit in nicely on the wing for the D's. And with that, it's over to Ed. Okay, and uh, hello, John. I think you might know what I'm uh, here for. <laughs> I'm oh, you're going to beat me to it. <laughs> I am going to bid on Errol Goulden. Yeah, all right. Uh, yeah, I know. I've, I... Somehow, oh. stupidly made myself the the king of father, son, and NGA players. Um, <laughs> and and do you want to, yeah. Before you match, John, do you want to hear something very silly? I'm looking here at my sure. notes, and uh, right next to where I've just selected Braden Cook, it says Big Goulden first. <laughs> <laughs> I've stuffed myself. Well, I'm glad that you've stuffed yourself. Um, look, the Swans are just going to match here. Um, they've set themselves up to match in this draft. So yeah, the Swans will sneak in and extend this draft first round even further. Um, and, I mean, obviously, I think that originally Goulden was being talked about as potentially being a, uh, a top 15, even a top 10 selection. Dropped away a little bit. I probably I probably just didn't grow as much as a lot of the other players. Um, it was never super tall, but um, sort of the five centimetres difference between he and some of the other midfielders is, is kind of where his position is in the draft board. I, I probably think that if he was five centimetres taller, then 
he'd probably be taking 10 picks earlier. Um, but look, he moves well um, and he's going to complement that new midfield that Sydney's building as well. Probably Sydney is still a little bit upset that they haven't been able to get any bigger bodied midfielders in. It's still going to be an issue for them going forward. But look, we're going to be down the bottom for a little while. So I um, I think we might be able to grab one another year. Nice. All right. We're over hmm. to Ed. Yep, back on the clock. Oh, hang uh, on a minute. Oh, right. Sorry, yep. never mind. So uh, pretty unfortunate to miss out on Golden. I think he really added a lot to the Giants. I mean, they've got uh, Toby Green and uh, Daniels forward. I think Golden would just cause real havoc there and even on a wing. But uh, I've got another player that could do that. So hello, Peter. I would uh, like to make a bid on our oh, good friend didn't. Joel Weston. Oh, right. For some reason, I, like, I'm, I'm ready for Adelaide's pick and I'm like, surely not. Um, and then I'm like, okay. Uh, Joel West, yeah, yeah. So Joel Weston. All right, so you've gone Weston first. Um, yeah, how much would that put me? How much would that set me back? Five five nine is the current uh, price. Um, so for Fremantle, what have they got? They've got four sixty five from pick thirty eight, and. They've got a couple in the 50s, so you'd need to use pick 38 and then pick 51 and probably slide uh, back into the 60s. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm going to match, but I want to also know what I can do to uh, have some more points. So technically I can make a trade with someone, can't I, to try and get some more points if someone wants to move up to 38. I think that's how they make the rules these days. Um, who's Ed acting as at the moment? Ed is GWS. GWS. Can I ask? Yeah, can I ask the uh, the Hawthorne Ed if they want to <laughs> move up to thirty eight with a couple of your picks? Uh, yeah, that, that, either way, that's probably going to get used for a kind of downy bid, so it kind of doesn't make a great deal of difference. Um, Does anyone else have two picks there? I mean, actually, Brisbane Brisbane have 49 and 53 if Michael's interested. Does that give me... Yeah, that gives me a few more points. Michael? I'm very weary of um, of how much you like my academy kids, so... I'm not really tempted to go with that. Uh, all right. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll match, and you know what, bugger it, I'll go into deficit for the other one. Um, yeah, I'll match then. Because, I mean, we've already gone into deficit this year, so. <laughs> yeah, they'll be laughing. It's fine. Yeah. It's not like next year's draft's any good. Oh. <laughs> That's true, though, yeah. No, it could be yeah. a little costly. It will. Mm. Right, so... You'll probably be able to work something out when it gets to that second match. You make it happen then. I mean, I've got, I've got uh, picks for next year technically as well. Yeah. Um, if need be, and like no one's done anything for it, but I've been considering it for a couple of my teams, uh, looking at picks to match. Yep. No problems. So you still, I mean, you still got fifty-two to match your next, and you've got a pick in the sixties as well, which will, um, we'll call it sixty-five. All right. So with that, Ed, you're back on the clock for yes. another bid potentially. No, nah, don't worry, fellas. There won't be another bid this time. Uh, <laughs> now, th- this is a really difficult choice. Um, I don't exactly want to pick this player for the Giants, but at this point, he's just way too good on my list to not be available here. Mm. And I'm going to go with the dynamic Eddie Ford. So Eddie Ford... Uh, absolute high flyer, really good mark. He's a good tackler as well. Looks set to play midfield this year. And if he'd had a good year in the midfield, there is a very good chance he wouldn't have been going past pick 20. He definitely wouldn't have been available here. So uh, happy to get him. Now, I think, correct me if I'm wrong as well, he may be a St. Kilda supporter. So I'm not sure if John would have had his eyes 
on him there. But um, yeah, definitely, I think in that range, he's going to be pretty hard to ignore. So it's a nice pick, Ed. Saints are um, pretty keen on just drafting best available, and he wasn't next on our list, so wow. um, wouldn't wouldn't have, wouldn't have made it down anyway. Um, so but hey, finish off the the first round for us, John. We picked yeah, twenty seven final, final pick, <laughs> final pick of the first round. Um, let's extend this one further and um, place a bit on Connor Downey. Oh, 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 oh. Well, well, John, uh, you know what? I'm going to let you have him. I'm going to let you have That's him. That's fine. Yeah. I, I yeah. will not be matching a bid. There are still plenty of players that I rate above him available yeah. for my next pick. So as much as he is a quality player and the Hawks would, prob- would definitely probably match a bid a bit later on, but ahead of that second round pick, uh, I won't be. Yeah. Well, a bit of controversy to finish off the first round. So this is, I mean, no, Haw- I Hawthorne's uh, done this before, obviously with Irving Mosquito. They ignored mm. uh, a bid from, was it Essendon, I believe. So, mm. um, yeah, good move uh, for St Kilda. I think you'd, you'd fit in well there, John. Do you want to talk through what you're thinking with yeah. Connor Downey? Yeah, I think he's just a he's a versatile size, um, and for the Saints, they're they're in a position really where they're not super high in the draft. Um, so you need to start picking players that can potentially play roles. They're also a side that's looking to contend. Um, so again, being able to pick people that can come in, and if they don't quite develop into exactly what you want, um, so potentially you'd be picking uh, you'd be picking Dowdy as a player that could develop into a into a relatively good sized midfielder um but if he doesn't develop into what they think then he'll be able to slot onto the halfback uh half forward or wing um like his shape and love his we love his work ethic we've, we've been talking about it for a while so we're pretty happy that Hawthorne didn't didn't match there beautiful all right and with that that ends the first round boys so um if it's all right I might just run through a bit of a recap Everyone happy with that? Yeah, go, go for, for it, go it. for it. All right, so at pick one, we had Elijah Hollands um, to go to Adelaide. Uh, the Dogs matched at pick two, a bid for Jamara Ugel-Hagen. North then took Logan McDonald. Uh, Sydney picked up Denver Granger Barras. They then matched uh, a bid on Braden Campbell um, at pick five there. Pick six to Hawthorne was the big man Riley Tilthorpe. Gold Coast then took Will Phillips. Essendon um, picked up Tanner Brune, followed by Zach Reed before making a bid on Port Adelaide's uh, uh, academy player in Lockie Jones, which Port Adelaide matched. Essendon then with pick 11 have taken Archie Perkins, so a good little haul there for Essendon. Um, Collingwood then executed a trade with, uh, was it Adelaide? Adelaide, Adelaide. yeah. Yeah, um, yep, to get ahead of a bid. And they picked up at pick 12. They picked up Finlay McRae. Uh, GWS then took Nathan O'Driscoll. Fremantle went, f- uh, executed a trade with North Melbourne to skip up a place and grab Nick Cox. Um, North Melbourne then took Heath Chapman. GWS took Oliver Henry. Adelaide uh, took a local boy in Caleb Poulter. GWS pulled off, uh, I guess, the surprise pick of the first round uh, with Xavier Marr um, before Adelaide took Tom Powell, another local boy, um, at pick 19. Collingwood finally had to match a bid on Reef McInnes at pick 20. Um, Richmond then took Jack Carroll with pick 21. Melbourne took Kane Baldwin and Braden Cook um, with the next two picks before Sydney matched a bid on Errol Goulden. And then Fremantle were forced to match a bid on Joel Weston. Um, then GWS took Eddie Ford um, before St Kilda bid on Connor Downey, which was not matched by Hawthorne. And that wraps up 27 picks, boys. Well done. It's a long first round. I reckon that's probably the longest first round, the maybe the longest first round after mm. GWS and, and the Giants came into the competition where it was obviously stretched by like 10 selections, but it's a very long first round. Um, probably highlights a lot of what people have been saying in terms of it being compromised. That said, it like, I, I don't know, it didn't feel that compromised. Like, I mean, it sort of felt like, I, maybe it's because people know that they're not getting Hagen and Campbell 
that it doesn't feel compromised. But look, they're, they're both very good players and obviously the Western Bulldogs and Swans will be stoked to have moved up and taken them. And I'm actually gonna to have to edit my voice in now. Uh, this is obviously in the future after I finished the full episode. I tried to upload it all as one file and it was too big, uh, so I'm gonna slice it. Uh, so we'll stop here and we'll come back with the second and third rounds. Thanks again for listening, everybody. And hopefully I'll get the second and third rounds up tonight. Have a great day, bye. If you constantly worry that the worst is going to happen, you're not alone. One in four Australians will experience anxiety. No one anxiety is talking. Visit Beyond Blue to start a life beyond anxiety.